It's your name that is lifted up, Yeshua. You promised that if we would lift up your name and proclaim the good news to all the peoples of the earth, that you would draw them unto yourself. Because it's all about Yeshua. It's not about us. And so, Father, we just ask, Almighty God, that the Spirit of the living God would cause your word, the scripture, to come alive in our hearts. That we may be able to follow not only the example of Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul, but also those people that he was raising up during the time that he was living on this earth and build your, your kingdom. May we be inspired and equipped by the spirit living God to seize our opportunity upon this earth of building your kingdom and pointing everyone to Yeshua, the redeemer of their souls. And Father, we ask you to remove the veil from their eyes and unstop their ears from people from the the nation of the Jewish people, and all the nations of the earth, Almighty God. We give you glory and honor and praise that their names will soon be inscribed in the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let us turn to the book of Acts, chapter 20. That's Acts, chapter 20. We left off on verse number four, but as you're on your way to find your place there. This is the fifth in the series on Acts of Yeshua's emissaries, the Shelachim, the called out ones, chapter 20. And let us begin in verse 1. After the fervor died down, Shaul sent for the Talmudim, his disciples, and encouraged them, and then took his leave and sent out his way to Macedonia. He went through that area, and after saying much to encourage them, he passed on to Greece, where he spent three months. As he was preparing to set sail for Syria, he discovered a, pot, a plot against him by unbelieving Jews. So he changed his mind and decided to return by the way of Macedonia. Here now is verse 4. So Pather from Berea, the son of Phyrus, accompanied him as did artist. Starchus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy and Tychus, and Thromethius from the province of Asia. And so there are two individuals we had last left off on our list on their last message, and these individuals are Tychus. His name means fortuitous, that is, mean provincial or God's provision. He was an Asian Messianic Gentile, and that was not Asia of China or Taiwan, but the region was currently now a, a Turkey was considered Asia at that time. So let's go forward. Who, he was an individual who traveled with Shaul, and he served as his messenger during Shaul's imprisonment in Rome. And so where do we find the history of this? Let us turn first to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6. Ephesians, chapter 6. We will hear of this man whose name is Tychus. And it was very, very important for the Ruach HaKodesh, that is the spirit of the living God, to speak to the heart of Luke, who's actually the scribe, who's writing down this history. The book of Acts 
is the history of God's called out Messianic community, both Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah. And hopefully now you found your place there in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 21. I will actually start in verse 19. We back up here a little. And pray for me too. That whenever I open my mouth, the words will be given to me to be bold in making known the secret of the good news. And who's writing here but Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul. And who is he writing to? A congregation in Ephesus. And we've learned earlier there are certain individuals. Their names are familiar to us, hopefully by now, by reading through the scripture. In verse 20. For which I am an ambassador in chains. At this time, Rav Shaul is now in chains, the Apostle Paul. Pray that I may speak boldly the way I should. See, he's not going by his past uh, victories, but he's being very transparent and saying, you know what? There are times when I need to be bold. There are times when I need your prayers. See, the community, the Messianic community does not stand on by superstars or individuals. It never has been that case. But we are to what? To have accountability one to another and to be praying, interceding for one another. Going forward in verse 21. Now so that you may also be informed about how I am and what I'm doing. Tychus. Remember Tychus? Acts chapter 20, verse 4. Tychus, the dear brother and faithful worker for the Lord, will tell you everything. See, he says this, this man is a man of a good reputation, and you can trust what he has to say about me, Rav Shaul is saying. Verse 22, this is the very reason I sent him to you, so that you may know how we are getting along, and so that he may comfort and encourage you. Verse 23, shalom to the brothers. May the God of the Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah give you love and trust. Grace be to all who love our Lord Yeshua the Messiah. With what? With undying love. See, this was a young man, Tychus, a Gentile, who was from the nations who worshiped idols formally, but he had heard the good news and the spirit convicted him in his heart and he received Yeshua as his promised Messiah. And he had been transformed. This is years later that he had been transformed. And now he's bearing witness to what the spirit of the living God is doing in the life of Rav Shaul and the others that were with Rav Shaul in that prison. Let's go forward here at another example. Let's go to Colossians chapter four, verses seven and nine. Not too far away is the book of Colossians. Actually, it's right next door. Colossians chapter four, verses seven and nine. Our dear brother Tychus, 
who is a faithful worker and fellow slave in the Lord. Did you notice earlier, Rav Shaul called himself a slave, a servant of the Lord? What is our attitude to be before the Lord? Anything that he asks us to do, we are to go and do it. Our lives are no longer our own. But we have given it to the Lord. Rav Shaul said this, I no longer live. It is Messiah, his character, that lives and breathes. Let's go forward here. Our dear brother Tychus, who is a faithful worker and fellow slave in the Lord, will give you all the news about me. I have sent him to you for this very reason, so that you might know how we are, and so you, he might encourage you. See, he was there to bring them strength. Strength. And what are we to do when we assemble together on phone or via Zoom, or I can even say via email or messenger or text? We're to be encouraging one another and then strengthening one another. Because, you know, sometimes we forget, what are we reading right now? But a letter. God used letters back then, and he's using letters today. Messenger, texts, all these things. Emails, these are letters of encouragement one to another. Let's go forward here. I have sent him with Onesimus, the dear and faithful brother, who is one of you. He's, he's from your city. You know Onesimus going forward. They will tell you everything that has happened here. And then I'll go on to, to share this too in verse 10. Astarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends greeting as does Mark Barnaba, Barnabas's cousin, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. Yeshua, the one called Justice. Another guy named Yeshua? That's right. The one called Justice also sends greetings. These are the three among the circumcised and among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God. Only they have turned out to be a comfort to me. Epaphras sends greetings. He is one of you, a slave of Messiah Yeshua, who always agonizes in his prayer on your behalf, praying that you may stand firm, mature, and fully confident as you devote yourselves completely to what? God's will. So it's not our plans. It's not our schemes, but it's God's will. Are we walking in God's will and provision even in the midst of this pandemic? Let's go forward. For I can testify to him that he works hard for you and for those in Laodicea and her rapopolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send you greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers in Laodicea, also to Nymphia and the congregation that meets in her home. After this letter has been read to you, have it read also in the congregation of the Laodiceans. And you, in turn, are to read the letter that will come from Laodicea and tell Archippus, see that you complete the task you were given in the Lord. This greeting I shall rule right with my own hand. Remember my imprisonment. Grace be to you. 
You know that you know no next Shabbat we'll be starting Revelation chapter two. And there's a messianic community, it's called the community in Laodicea. So we see how all these things are interwoven in God's word. Now let us go forward to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 13. Right next door after Timothy to 2 Timothy. Here we're in chapter 4, verse, verses 6 through 13. For as me, I'm already being poured out on an altar. Yes, the time of my departure has arrived. Who is speaking here? But Rashul, the Apostle Paul. Who is he addressing this letter to? His second letter to a, a son. He considered Timothy as his own adoptive son. Going forward. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And all that awaits me now is a crown of righteousness. Did you hear that? If you run the race and you do these things, you will receive what? A crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only me, are we listening? But also all those who have longed for his appearing. Are you longing right now for your bridegroom to come, O righteous bride? Of Messiah, both Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah? Are you waiting for his appearing? You will receive a crown when he appears, according to what the apostle has said here. Let's go forward here. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas has, because he has fallen in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone off to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with you, because he is very useful helper in my work. Remember when, when these two individuals, John Mark, of which the gospel of Mark had been penned through the instruction of Kepha, who is Peter? Remember there was a great falling out? Because there was an earlier missionary journey in the book of Acts where Rashaul and Barnabas were going proclaiming the kingdom. And then they came under much persecution. And John Mark said, hey, you know what? I don't want to be part of this. And so he was sent home. And so now we see that there's reconciliation. See, we can have a difference of opinion. But God desires reconciliations among the, the body of Messiah. Let's go forward here. Because he's a very useful helper in my work. But Tychicus, I have sent to Ephesus. Where did we hear that? Here just recently. When you, you come, bring the coat, which I left with Carpus in Troas, also the scrolls. A blessing. What, what's written on these scrolls? I believe copies of the Tanakh. Because the Brit Hadashat has not been completely written at this time. Let's go forward here. And especially the parchments. What were parchments? They were, they were made of papyrus, or they were made of leather. And they were just simply written scripture on these parchments. As today, as people do archaeology in the land of Israel, they'll find scrolls and also they'll find parchments. Let's go forward here. 
Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will render to him according to his works. And you should guard against him because he bitterly opposed everything we said. <laughs> For the first time, I had to present my defense. No one stood by me. Everyone deserted me. May it not be counted against them. See, Rav Shaul believed in grace. Do we believe in grace? It's going on. But the Lord stood by me and gave me power to proclaim the full message for all the Gentiles to hear. And I was rescued from the lion's mouth. Who is the symbol of the lion? That's out seeking to kill and destroy us. A different lion. This is not the lion of the tribe of Judah. This is Hasatan. And what does Hasatan desire? Our demise. Going forward. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack. And bring me, bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus in Eratus has remained in Corinth and Trifemius. I left ill in Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends greetings to you as do Prudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit and grace be to all. Beautiful. How precious that is. We hear of the intimacy that Rav Shaul had developed in both these Jewish Messianic believers and Gentile Messianic believers. He loved them equally. Now going forward here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now let's look at Prometheus. His name means what? Nourishing one. Isn't it nice to have a friend that brings you nourishment and strengthens you? Going forward here. He was a Messianic Gentile from Ephesus, who was one of Shaul's traveling companions. We were first introduced to him in Acts chapter 20, verse 4. But it goes on to say even more. Let us now go to Acts chapter 21 and beginning at verse 17. That's Acts 21 and verse 17. In Jerusalem, that is Jerusalem. The brothers received us warmly. The next day, Shaul and the rest of us went to see Yaakov, and all the elders were present. Did you notice that? That the Messianic community still in Jerusalem at that time was still in existence. Going forward here. After greeting them, Shaul described in detail each of the things that God had done among the Gentiles. Through his efforts on hearing it, they praised God. But they also said to him, You see, brother, how many of tens of thousands of believers there are among the Judeans. See, Rav Shaul was called to be what? An ambassador exclusively to the Gentiles. And so he was, he was rejoicing. 
how the Lord had, had brought both Jews and Gentiles, part of the diaspora outside the land of Israel, had come to receive Messiah. But then they're able to share with him, wonderful, but we got this, tell you this, to build up your spirit, that while the Lord had sent you to the nations, we, we have been at work. And this is what the Lord has produced in the land of Judea. Many, many Jewish people receiving Yeshua as their Messiah, becoming complete as Jews, speaking and proclaiming God's praises as never before. And do you think that did not have an impact in the land of Israel? It is reported that there are up to one to two million people of Jewish descent in the land came to a saving knowledge of Messiah. Praise be unto God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I got to read that again, verse 20. On hearing it, they praised God. But they also said to him, you see, brother, how many tens of thousands of believers there are among the Judeans. And they are all what? They are, are all zealots for what? The Torah. See, Yeshua came to fulfill Torah, but he did not abolish it. Let's go on here. Now, what they have been told, now, what they have been told about you is that you're teaching all the Jews living among the Gentiles to apostatize from Moshe, telling them that not to have the Brit Milah for their sons and not to follow the traditions. Now, who is he speaking of there? Unbelieving Jews that are, that are bringing a false accusation to Rav Shaul. What then is to be done? They will certainly hear that you have come. What's this going to cause? A riot going forward. So do what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow. Take them with you. Be purified with them. And who's giving him this instruction? The apostles in Jerusalem. And he's listening to them. Going on. Take the men with you to be purified with them and pay the expenses connected with having their heads shaved. See, they were to cut their hair and make it as an offering unto the Lord. Going forward, then everyone will know that there is nothing about to the rumors, the lies, the accusation. Going forward, which they have heard about you, but that on the contrary, you yourselves stay in line with keeping Torah. See, Rasha did not forsake Torah. Otherwise, why would the apostles, who were all Jewish in Jerusalem, be asking him to go and do this. Let's go forward here. However, in regard to the Gentiles who have come to trust in Yeshua, we all joined in writing them a letter with our decision that they should abstain from what had been sacrificed to idols, from blood and from what is strangled, and from fornication. The next day, Shaul took the men and purified himself along with them and entered the temple to give notice of what of 
when the period of purification would be finished and the offering would be have made be made for each of them. The seven days were almost up when some unbelieving Jews from a province of Asia saw him in the temple and they stirred up all the crowd and grabbed him. Men of Israel, they shouted, this is the man who goes everywhere teaching everyone things about the people against the Torah and against this place. Now he has even brought some Gentiles into the temple and defiled this holy place. They had previously seen Prometheus from Ephesus in the city with him and assumed that Shaul had brought him into the temple, which he never done. And so we see here that God had ordained Rashaul to live within the Jewish community and not to forsake Torah because he could because Yeshua has fulfilled Torah. Let's go forward here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to finish on today in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 20 through 22. 2 Timothy Chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. You may say, Rabbi, well, you've already read it. It's good for us to meditate on Scripture and read it over and over, because every time when we read God's Word, what happens to us? His Word sticks into our hearts and mind. At times, it actually changes our thinking and our, per our perception. As Brother David shared earlier, there's a lot of facts. There's a lot of wisdom out there. But how do we apply facts and wisdom? You know, currently about this current pandemic, there's a lot of stuff being out, out there. And you read and you read and you read. And it's like, well, I agree with this. No, wait a second. I heard this. And they're shifting and shifting and shifting. But you know what? We have the spirit of the living God who leads us into all truth. Have you ever been walking down the street and the spirit of living God says, stop, turn around and go the other way? I've had that in my life. I've been driving down a road and then all of a sudden, the spirit of living God says, slow down, slow way, way down. In the past, when I've been traveling from the town of Pillager all the way down to the Twin Cities, wherever we were meeting in our fellowships, there would be times when there would be deer crossing the road just ahead of me. But there have been other times when the Lord said, slow down and be attentive. Look both ways. And this one particular time when I really slowed down, there were four deer that jumped over this fence. And I mean, they are athletes. There was a five bob wire fence that they just, just jumped over. Just like you or I would step over a curb. And it bounded right in front of me. And then after it, those other four deer were in close pursuit after it. Something was changing them. And so Lord protected me from hitting deer. You know what's amazing? Deer can actually go through your windshield. There's actually been people that have been killed as they've, as they've been driving. And the deer have come right through the windshield and killed them. And so we are to walk in God's provision at all times, and listen to the spirit of the living God. When he says, turn left, turn right, stop, turn around, 
We're to listen to his voice. And I believe this, in these latter days, the spirit of living God is going to speak to us as never before so that our lives will be spared and we'll walk in his provision. So here we are in 2 Timothy, and we're in chapter number four, and we're beginning at verse number 20. It's tough when you're in a different book, when you're in 1 Timothy. That ever happened to you? Just happened to me. In verse 20, Astartes has remained in Corinth, and Trifemius I left in Il and Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends his greetings to you, as do Pudens, Linus, and Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit, and grace be to all. Did you notice, Sarah, that this individual, Prometheus, I left ill at Miletus? Wait a second. Didn't Rabbi Shaul heal people all the time? Not according to scripture. He was in the left in the care of others. And God gave Rav Shaul the wisdom and knowledge to tell him this. You are to stay here and remain here. And I trust that God will bring healing in your life. And you know what? We as believers, we presume on the Lord at times. But we never presume on the Lord. And we have clear discernment from God. When we hear the spirit of the living God, because the spirit of the living God has been given to us so that we'll give the proper interpretation of God's word. And also, all the decisions that you and I make every day, even at a whim. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shabbat Shalom.